Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, so I've been watching Facebook, of course, because that's what we all do. And um, first of all, congrats to all of the people who qualified for nationals. I know November 30th is the date, and uh, this past weekend there was a lot of... uh, Phew, and close calls, and oh, we got the points we needed, and so exciting. And there's also a lot of talk now of everybody getting ready to go to Orlando. And even, I understand all the invitations, or I think the invitations have gone out for Breed for Westminster. So it's just kind of a time of year where there's a lot of focus on big events. And of course, those aren't the all only events going on. And Orlando is not just agility or breed. It is also obedience. And I think they still have rally. Um, But I know there's dock diving and, you know, there's annual finals and it's just a great place to go. So everybody's really focused on big events right now, getting into them or going to them, competing in them, entering, deciding whether to enter, et cetera, et cetera. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about that. And specifically, I'm going to use this time Orlando as an example, but I want you to really understand that while I'm going to use that as an example, you can apply it to any event, any major event that you're gearing up for or any, um, in any venue, right? I have been fortunate enough to uh, compete in Orlando a couple times and uh, in both the agility ring twice and the breed ring as well Um, and have had friends in agility and rally and so on and so forth and even gotten to go cheer some friends on and dock diving. So it's a really, it's a big event in a lot of ways in that it's a bit of a circus in that there's so much going on. Oh, and meet the breeds too, right? And great vendors and great shopping. And yes, if you're driving, try to set some budget aside for shopping because you will want to spend some money. Um, and it's just, it's kind of one of those events. It's a bit of a spectacle. And I think it makes for a really good topic of conversation. Again, whether or not you're going to Orlando or whether or not you have some other event in mind, you know, one of the big things about big events is it can throw us off of our routine because, you know, we're not necessarily, you know, walking, um, and then running, you know, 20, 30 minutes later. Sometimes we're walking and then running like an hour or two later, or, you know, our rings are really different, or, or you know, what is hybrid, you know, if you're doing agility, or the format for the obedience classic is very different than the rest of the year or even other big events. And so we can let those changes of schedules, those changes of format, uh, those just 
how everything's different really get us off of our game and away from our rituals. And I think that, you know, protecting our rituals, you've heard me talk about this before, is really something that is, I don't know, even more important at big events. Because I find that it's very grounding. I know, you know, when I go to big events, it's so easy to get swept up in it right? You get to see people you only see maybe once a year or maybe not even that often. Uh, You get caught up in wanting to go make time to go see all the vendors or go watch another ring, another venue. You know, maybe you've got a friend who's competing in another venue. You want to make time to go see them. There, You could do that. The hotels are a little different, you know, layout. Maybe you're staying at one of the ones you can walk to. Maybe you have to drive. Maybe you have to get there. Uh, five minutes before the gates open because then you don't have to pay to park. (laughs) Like there's just, there's so much that's different. And that difference can really, like I said, have people get carried away or have people abandon their rituals. And if you're not, if you or if you're new to my ritual soapbox, here is the short version. Rituals are those things for me that are um, non-negotiable, They are the things that make up my morning. They are the things that ground me in my day. The things I do every time, every venue, no matter what I'm, how I'm competing. Um, And, you know, it's things like, you know, get to the venue early, go in, get the lay of the land for myself, set up my crate, make sure, you know, check in, do whatever admin things I need to do, walk the dogs, show the dogs the venue if they haven't seen it, put the dogs back in the car, let them settle, get ready, da, 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 da. So I have all of these things that I always, always, always do. And along with those things come even like what I have for breakfast, what they have for breakfast, how their food is when we're, you know, going to a trial when we're at home versus when we're staying in a hotel. So there's just all of these things. And yet I find that when people go to big events, they let the event schedule or even other competitors sort of change their day. And so I would encourage you to really stick with your rituals and really stick to the habits and the preparation that got you there in the first place. Uh, This is a lesson that is, I don't know, I'm just so, I guess, passionate about it, but also really kind of sensitive to it in that when I was a kid and I was riding horses, our national finals were much the same way, right? You work all year to qualify, you get to go, you get to compete on this like great big stage. You see people you only see, you know, once a year maybe. Uh, and the schedule is really, really different. You had to practice at crazy early dark hours of the morning and you might not go till three o'clock in the afternoon. It was just, it was just, everything was really, really different. And what I found is that I wasn't as good of a competitor um, they call it indoors, indoors or at the finals, as I was the rest of the year. And when I really stepped back from it, I realized, yeah, I did every single thing differently. Everything was different. My entire day was different. The way I got ready was different. My connection to my horses was different. Um, you know, my dad once wanted to go to a field trip in the middle of the day in one year in the finals. And so everything was different. And I just really realized, and a little bit too late, um, that um, that those differences and that lack of my ritual and my grounding and the things that kind of kept me sane and got my mind organized um, weren't there for me. Uh, 
And once I finally figured that out, I did a heck of a lot better. Um, and also when I got older and I felt like I had a little more voice as a kid, um, you know, and, but we're adults now. And so we have a little more control over our schedule and we really should um, do that. Okay. So that's one thing. Um, and that's one thing when you're there and, you know, I'm going to kind of, I guess I'm kind of doing this in reverse. So the thing I'll talk about next is like packing and getting ready. And I've talked about some big events, um, in other podcasts and, uh, one in specific to draw your attention to would, would be back in May of 21 when, uh, it's kind of my, my specialty recap. So you might want to go listen to that episode if you haven't already, because it's just kind of looking at my packing and my organization in the rearview mirror. And so sometimes 20, hindsight's twenty twenty. so there might be some lessons in there for you. But anyway, as you're getting ready, as you're packing, as you're figuring out food and, and getting organized and, you know, you know, realizing that like, well, you don't really need a chair for this event, or you do need a chair for this event and different things that you're packing really start organizing that early and really start imagining it through the lens of what your experience will be throughout the day. Um, I know one year, the first year I went to Orlando, it was freaking hot that weekend, right? Okay. It's Florida in December. The weather can literally be anything. And I had fans, but not like I wished I'd have brought another fan, right? I wish I'd have brought another uh, sunshade because while you could crate in the car, that particular dog, dog did much better crating out in the van and it was hot. So do you need a fan? Are you going to crate inside? Are you going to want the option to crate in your car? If so, do you need sunscreens? Do you need fans? You know, what is it that you need to give you and your dog the most predictable, I guess, or most normal experience so that you can just focus on your running? Okay. So think about as you're packing, what your day-to-day experience will be and how that will be similar and how it could be different and how you want to make it more similar to what your normal routines are so that you can get back grounded to those rituals. You know, our dogs are such creatures of habit, right? We say that all the time about dogs, but so are we. And I think there's a lot of comfort in that because again, if you can take care of the things and make things predictable and make things familiar for you, for your dog, you both will be in such a better position in terms of like, oh, this is our, you know, the dog is thinking this is our routine for every morning that for agility. And you're thinking like, oh, this feels normal. I'm able to do my normal routine and it's time to eat my, you know, ceremonial granola bar or whatever it is, right? Or have my, my cup, my, my Starbucks or whatever it is that you need, again, to feel normal. And that, and some of that prep, you know, can start right now, right? It's the end. As I record this, it's December 1st. And, you know, Orlando's in a couple weeks, so it's not too early to think about your packing, your crating, talking to people if you're going to be crating together, you know, making massage appointments, whatever it is that, um, that you need to do, okay? Take care of those controllables when you can. Okay, the third thing is, a, is the piece that I, another piece, I guess I should say, in, in addition to rituals, that I think people really overlook, and that is your prep leading up to it. 
I think that we get in routines or habits around, you know, every trial is just another trial and every, you know, you're just, you've got a trial this weekend and it's just, just another trial. It's just a normal trial. And I would argue that if you are on your way to a big event, the several, either maybe a month before or several trials before, depending on how often you trial, um, those should be prepped. You should really be willing to throw away, this is so counterintuitive, here it comes, you should be willing to throw away every cue in order to get prepped for your big event. And again, I don't care what venue it is. I don't care if you're going down there for rally, you're going down there, you know, for obedience, what have you. If you are entered this weekend, it should not be about cueing. It should be about practicing skills or putting yourself in a position or maybe even creating the tension and the pressure that you think you'll be feeling because you need to be practicing for those courses or for that environment or for that pressure. And you need to start to feel that and put yourself in those positions so that the first time you go is not the first time you're experiencing these things. Okay. Um, And again, doesn't matter which ring you'll be competing in, or again, doesn't matter if it's Orlando or uh, some other national event. Um, But I am going to use agility as an example You know, the courses from previous years, and I believe this is true of Rally too, um, but the courses from previous years are findable online, okay? So, or someone else might have kept them, you know, a friend or something might have kept them from previous years, or another friend might have gone and can tell you a little bit about. So it's important for all of us to understand, okay, what's the surface? What kind of courses am I like to see? You know, am I likely to see, are they going to, is it going to be like backside of Palooza, you know, and do I need to brush up on my backsides or, uh, you know, it's hybrid. So what does that mean? And, you know, or more jumpers classes or what, what have you. And in obedience, the way that they break up sometimes the runs is a little bit different than what we're used to. And so the question is not necessarily, can you keep queuing, you know, the way you have been and so on and so forth and get more points to go there next year. But the question is, is are you brushing up on the skills that you think you're going to need for a national event? And sometimes the skills are mental, uh, perhaps, just saying. Um, But sometimes the skills are also just skills that you and your dog need to practice. And again, I'm not saying you're doing, you're practicing like you're cramming for a test, like your life depended on it. But I do think that it's a chance to say like, hey, I'm not trying to cue today. I'm going to make myself do X, Y, Z, this handling move or this thing, or, um, you know, I'm going to really make myself push myself to do that because I know that in, you know, a few weeks, these are the kinds of courses or these are the kinds of situations I'll be in. Okay. And I know that that's, for some of you, that's like breaking your brains. Um, But I will tell you that, you know, especially in dog sports where we can compete so many weekends, and of course it depends on where you are geographically, but I'm in the mid-Atlantic and I have the luxury of having a whole bunch of states really close to me. And I could be competing in some venue every single weekend. 
And the question is, is are you, why are you competing this weekend, right? If you're going to Orlando, why are you competing this weekend? Are you competing just because it's another trial and, or you're trying to qualify for next year or something like that? Or are you looking at this trial this weekend as a warm up and therefore a practice, an opportunity to practice some skills? And then the, your, your goals, your process goals, um, don't include queuing, don't even include points, don't even include kind of maybe some of the normal things that you're trying to get. Maybe you want to work on harder weave entries or, you know, maybe you want to work on, I don't know, some spins or some, just some other things, right? So really think that through. And I'm really going to encourage you to look at however many trials you have between now and then as like warm up and practice and skill building. Okay. All right. I got a couple more ideas for you, but I'm going to take this break to talk about the membership, which by the way, the membership in December is we're all about uh, goals, of course, goal setting for 2022. So if you haven't tried out the membership, you can do a monthly, um, but uh, listen up and I'll tell you a little bit more. Be right back. All right, I promised to make this super quick, but I've got to tell you what's going on in the Q membership. Each month, we tackle a different theme. In April, for instance, we took a look at our program, from what we feed to how we train. In July and August, the members are basically beta testing an entire masterclass on performing under pressure. And the last week of every month, we have a Zoom a group coaching call where we talk about the theme of the month, but we also get personal in terms of, you know, if there's a challenge that one of the members is facing that they want to talk about. The link to the membership is always in the show notes and there's a monthly and annual option. If you choose the annual, please be sure to put in the code QPODCAST, all one word, at checkout to get an additional month for free. Just my gift for listening. And don't forget, when you sign up, you get access to all the content going all the way back to April 2021, so you can binge to your heart's content. All right, enough about that. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so we're talking about getting ready for a big event, and we are using Orlando um, in December uh, as an example. And again, Orlando has lots of different venues, lots going on, lots of shopping going on as well. And, um, you know, in a big, huge, I mean, if you've never been, uh, it takes place in a just a massive convention center. And it's almost hard to fathom that you could have all of these things, all of these sports, all of these confirmation rings, all of these vendors, all of this stuff, all essentially under a single roof. It's kind of mind boggling and super, super fun. And the energy is really specific, right? It's a very, um, it's a, you know, it's an, an intense, uh, energy, but I found it, um, a lot of fun. It was just it was just a high energy situation. So you also want to be aware of how this may or may not depends on your dog affect your dog or affect those you're traveling with or affect other competitors or your friends. And you want to really make sure that again from a mental management standpoint and a preparation standpoint that you are giving yourself whatever you need to get your own energy and your own mindset right. And, you know, we talked about rituals first, but this goes a little further. This goes to 
you know, you know, it's really tempting, for instance, to go out to dinner every night or have a big time or have a few extra cocktails or something like that. But if that's not normal for you, and if that's not going, going to put you in the best position for the next day, then maybe you don't do that. Or maybe you duck out at dessert or don't have that nightcap or something. I'm just using that as an example. But you have to make sure that you are making time for you to refuel and recharge and get your head in the game and um, focus on your dog and make sure that your dog's getting everything you, that they need to, okay? And I'm trust me, I'm not saying you're going down there just to party. Although, you know what? I take that back. Maybe you are. And maybe you are because your goal is just to go down and have a freaking good time because you're super excited that you're, you know, even going to be competing or playing in that environment and you don't care what happens and you don't care if you cue or do well or whatever, you're just going to go to enjoy and have fun. And let me tell you right now, if that is your goal, bravo to you. And I hope that you have a big time. Okay. And that is a perfectly great set of goals to have, right? So don't let anybody tell you like, oh my God, you're not serious enough. Or, oh my God, you're just having fun. What? Um, yeah, that's, that's an option. Fun is always on the table. It is always an option. Not enough people are doing it. So if you need to be able to shout it from the rooftops, I hope you do. Um, but if you are really trying to, I don't know, do well or compete or really think about it, you've got to start thinking about what your process goals are now, what those will be, what your goals are. Do you just want to run clean every time? Do you want to, you know, be, feel respectable or feel, you know, run well and feel like, you know, by the end of it, you're like, yeah, you know what? I deserve to be there. Um, which by the way, if no one has told you that, of course you deserve to be there. Again, whatever ring you're competing in, you deserve to be there. And that is a super important kind of mental self-image, um, self-talk thing to repeat to yourself. And it also makes for a really great mantra at events like this. Um, whereas you wake up and you just look around and you're like, I deserve to be here. I earned my way here. I did the work to get here. Um, I deserve to be here just like everybody else, especially if you are in an event where you were invited or had to qualify for it. You sure as heck deserve to be there. And you are just as good as, as everybody else. And I think that's really important because, again, big events can be very intimidating when you look around at the competition. And the other thing, and it's this kind of goes to exact goes to exactly what we were just talking about, which everyone, like you look left, you look right. Everybody's got a different goal. Some are there to win the finals. They're, they're absolutely, that is their singular goal. And others are there to have a great time or just they, they know their dog is, for instance, too young to do well, maybe this first year, but they know that they're, they're hoping the dog will be back in a couple of years and they want to be competitive when they come back. So they have a long-term goal. So if you would ask every single person there, they're all going to have a different goal. And so it's important, A, 
to know that because not everybody is there to, you know, with a killer instinct, but it's also important that it gives you permission to have whatever goals you want to have. So start thinking about what your process goals are and start thinking if you have the skills to achieve those process goals and start really committing then in your preparation weeks, these weeks leading up to it, what it is that you're going to work on and what it is that you're going to do. All right. Now back to mental management. And I was saying that you want to make sure that you are reserving time to give yourself the rest, the focus, maybe the meditation, that would make me happy, um, that you need. Again, all of those tools that got you here are the tools that you need to really use at a big event like that. So um, like, for instance, I've been very guilty of getting to an event like that and sharing a room with somebody else and my meditation goes out the window right? Because I'm like, oh, I don't want to meditate with someone else in the room or I'll meditate later or I'll do that or I never really had time or whatever, whatever. Um, You know, maybe you need to go strike a pose in the restroom, right? Before you get ready to run. Um, Whatever it is you need to do, I want you to start thinking about it now um, in terms of like, what are the things that really work for you? What are the things when you think back to some of your best weekends this year, what were you doing? You know, mind those M-I-N-E, mind those really great runs and weekends and think, what did I do that I can repeat? What did I do that I can take with me to Orlando? What did I do this whole year that really worked for me that I want to really commit to doing when I'm down in Florida? Okay. These are all really important ways to get your mindset you know, you want to get yourself grounded in those familiar things, but also to really get your mindset clear and right. What is the song that's going to be playing in your ears when you get ready to either walk the course or, you know, prepare for your morning or do your morning things, right? What are those routines going to be? Um, and are there any preemptive things you need to say to do? Like, is there going to be someone there who you don't really want to run into? Right. And, you know, we talked about some of that, like, how are you going to like, just stay focused on your runs and not get carried off into someone else's runs or worse, someone else's drama. So all of these things are, I don't know, I think people don't prepare mentally to have a mental plan as well. Um, and I think that that's what I'm encouraging you all to do right now. Okay. The last thing I will, uh, talk about is I really believe in giving our dogs a rest, you know, before a big event like that, right. Really making sure that their bodies are in, are rested, repaired, you know, muscles, you know, muscles grow and get stronger because we break them down and let them repair, break them down and let them repair. And so we want to make sure that our dogs have enough repair. You know, it's hard because a lot of times we want to work on our skills, work on our skills, practice, 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 because we're, you know, trying to, trying to get it down. Right. But truthfully, our dogs could really benefit from having you know, maybe a whole week off and getting a massage appointment or you're seeing the chiropractor or acupuncturist or, you know, an extra laser or whatever, whatever. And they could really benefit from that because they'll be fresh. They won't be tired coming off of a weekend. They'll have, they'll had a massage, but then they've had enough time to get that lactic acid out and, 
and um, whatever, whatever, right? Whatever your rituals are. So don't uh, skimp on the rest for them, for yourselves. Really try to work that in and also try to work in what their quiet time is going to be when they're down there and yours too, okay? So there's a whole bunch of things to think about. I've tried to give you just like a smattering and, um, but what it all comes down to is right now, weeks before you're actually going to get in the car and start driving and weeks before you're actually going to start loading the car up with soft crates and extra food and, you know, another towel. Um, I really want you to start to plan your day and really start to visualize, you know, what that's going to look like. If you've been before, even if you've been to compete in another ring, you can start to even imagine what that looks like, what your crating setup might look like, um, what your, you know, uh, you know how, how your hotel stay is going to be, things like that. If you haven't been before, you can ask somebody uh, who's been to maybe describe this, the venue to you or describe what your experience might be like. Uh, but also you can just start to really plan. It's both, it's, it's like twofold. It's like part of it is planning and part of it is visualizing because the part of it is planning is the part that like, okay, I can take care of these things. I can have the food organized. I can make sure that I've got actually two travel water bowls because I want to have one inside, but then I'm also going to let them crate in the car a little bit. I'm making things up obviously, but that part of the prep is great because it, it, it de-stresses us. We're like, okay, all of that stuff's taken care of. Or like, the dog's taken care of, my clothes are taken care of, you know, I've got a collar, a leash, and a dog. Worst case, I, you know, I can borrow everything else, right? We'll make it. Um, and just take care of the controllables. But then, you know, switch into visualizing mode and what is the event that you want to have? Not just your process goals, which you know how I want you to do that, um, but also just how do you want to feel all day? Like, how do you want to experience the event? What, how would you say, you know, what does success look like? You know, how would you come away from it and, um, you know, and really think it was a great weekend, right? I had one year, I had friends surprise me, fly in from like far, far, far away from Florida and surprise me to support me. That was like so incredibly first of all, touched me in just massive ways, but also just like what an amazing memory to have my f- friends fly in from as far as Seattle to Orlando uh, to come cheer me on, right? So what is the experience you want to have? What is, how do you want to feel all day? Um, you know, is it, do you want to have like fun? Do you want to be connected with your dog? Is it the last time you're running your dog at a big event like this because they're retiring? Just think it all through and really start to put the time into your visualization. And remember, visualization isn't just for the moment, the the minute, the less than the minute we're in the ring. It's for how we want to have an experience of a whole day even. Like how do you want the day to unfold? So now is the time to start thinking about this, right? Now, you know, two, three weeks before you really start packing the car or thinking about things, now's the time to imagine like what is the experience? How do I want my day to go? Um, what experience do I want for my dog? Do I want them to have fun? Are they, do I need to bring or do anything extra because the ground is a little harder because they'll be creating and sleeping on cement? Like for instance, a year, 
that Indy went, um, her, the inside of that soft crate looked like, uh, what is it? The princess and the pea. There were like, I don't know, five dog beds because I was like, so I didn't want her standing on cement all day. Right. So, um, you know, those are just, that's a, that's a random thing to share with you, but it's just a, you know, a random thought that you think about like, oh yeah. Oh shoot. We are going to be on cement. And you know, I know how my back feels when I'm walking on cement all day. How's my dog's back going to feel when they're walking on cement all day. So just start to think it through, start to, you know, you drive into work or you're singing in the shower or whatever it is that you're doing. Just start to work that stuff out and really start to imagine and visualize the amazing weekend that you want to have. Okay. It's not too soon. That's why I'm doing this podcast this week. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's not too soon to visualize your most fabulous event. Okay. So again, if you're not going to Orlando and you've made it through the end of this podcast, thank you. Save this podcast for your next big event. And, um, I just, I, I just, I had so much fun at both invitationals. I will say the first one I went to, that's the, uh, and I've written about this blog post, but that was the story of my migraines. And that was the story of me getting back to, um, a more, Uh, conscious, I'll say, mental management game, because I really did get myself so excited that I gave myself a migraine and then, of course, couldn't even see. Um, And then the second time I went, it was bliss. I had the best time. I was in the right mindset. My goals were aligned. My friends were there. I brought money for shopping. I was cheering on people. Um, You know, Indy was eight weeks post bloat surgery dear God, little drama. And I was just so, I was just so grateful that she was running. Are you kidding me? And that she was alive. I mean, let's be very blunt. And, um, we just had the best time. I put her in breed. She was still shaved. I mean, she looked terrible, but I put her in because she, she deserved to be there. So I have such intensely great memories of that because I did the work ahead of time to make sure that that was what was going to happen. And uh, she ran great also. Uh, she had time faults um, because the cement was hard on her. And uh, so, um, but that was it. That was it. And so she ran her heart out and we had a great time. And it was just the most wonderful time. And I hope you have the most wonderful time, whether you're headed off to Orlando or you're listening to this later in preparation for a big event. I just hope it's magical. Um, Because don't forget at the end of the day, we're doing something with our best friends and it was our idea to enter and our idea to put ourselves in these situations. And um, I think it's a lot of fun. So whether you're off to a regular trial this weekend and or you are listening to this in preparation to head to Orlando or some other big event, I just hope that you visualize and make time to just enjoy the moment and soak it all in. Uh, Because, you know, you never know how many of these kinds of chances we get and they're all freaking awesome. Okay. All right, you guys, that's all I have. I probably could talk hours on this topic. I just think there's so much to it. Um, So just give yourself the gift of time and thoughtful preparation and it'll be fabulous. All right. All right, that's it for this one. As always, have a fantastic great, and great week with your dogs. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.